Uh, Florence Lickhauer wrote a book called Come As You Are, which is a great book um, if you're having guilt about your prayer life. Uh, she actually examines the temperaments and how they interact with God. And so for a second, when it's always like a non-stop conversation, I think sometimes God says, Michelle, give me a break. Some other folks want to talk. Because I'm always like, well, God, what you think about this? Well, hey, what you think about that? You know what, Lord? I think we should do so-and-so and so-and-so. And, -so and what do you think about this? And he's like, yes. They get up at 5 a.m. They have their, my mentor called it fly time. First Lord, yes. 5 a.m. every morning she was up for an hour. I was like, good for you. Pray for me while you're in there. I'm not a morning person. So each person has their own way with God. Just like everyone here has their own relationship. You can have five different friends and your relationship is different with each friend. Correct? And so it's the same way with God. But God just wants relationship. He created you for relationship. And he's so pleased when you include him in your life. Intimately. Amen? He's interested in every part of everything that you do. Trust me. I wear him out on that. We go shopping together. We do everything together. What do you think about this top, Jesus? No, that one's not working. Okay, we're going to leave that. And your father who sees all you do will reward you openly. When you pray, there's no need to repeat empty phrases, you know. I think sometimes we feel like we've got to get all fancy with it. No, talk to him. He is your Abba Father. Daddy God, this is what I need. I don't know what's going on. I'm so confused. I mean, just have the conversation. It doesn't have to be fancy. He said, pray like those who don't know God. See, the religious people pray like that because they don't know God. Amen? That's like going to visit the queen. You are on formal terms with her. Hello, your highness. But no, he is our daddy God. So we're free to just let it all hang out. To be our authentic, transparent self with him. Amen? And the more you talk to him, the longer the conversations are going to get because you're going to sense the intimacy. You're going to sense his nearness. Amen? And the conversation is going to flow. He says, when you pray, there's no need to repeat. He says, but um, when you expect God to hear you, no, he says, they expect God to hear them for their many words. But there's no need to imitate them since your father already knows what you need before you talk to him. So somebody says, well, why pray then? Well, the prayer is not about informing God about anything because he knows the end from the beginning. He is omnipresent, omni-knowing, right? He knows everything. The prayer life is about your intimacy with him, your relationship with him. It's really more for you in, in a sense, but it's also for him because he created you for fellowship. But the part for you is that you get to sense his nearness. His reality begins to grow. You begin to, to sense him all the time, practicing the constant presence of God. And let me tell you, ladies, that will change your life. Yeah. <coughs> Amen? When we engage in intimate conversation with our Father, can everybody say Daddy? Daddy. He's the Father that 
that is the only perfect father. Some of us have had horrible experiences with our father. He is not the natural father. He is your heavenly father. And so he is the only perfect father. He is the one who is all-knowing and benevolent and kind and generous, who will never abuse you, use you, violate you, or disappoint you. He is faithful. He is true. And nothing can separate you from his love. Amen? It is to strengthen our relationship with him as well as to experience the reality of who he is. It's not to tell him what to do. He knows what to do, okay? Isaiah 45 says, do you question what I do for my children? Do you give me orders about the work of my hands? I am the one who made the earth and created the people in it. So God is saying, don't tell me what to do. I know what to do. He says, bring your needs to me, amen? We are to come to him as dependent children on a benevolent father. Philippians 4, 6 of the Passion uh, translation says, Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Is anybody anxious this morning? Is anybody worried about something? He says, be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled request before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell him every detail of your life. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you through Jesus Christ. Isn't that juicy? See what I mean? The message puts it this way. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers. Letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for the good, will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. Isn't that juicy? I love that. So it literally says that the more we talk to him, the more we sense his presence, the more we gain a reassurance that he's on the case, and that gives us a peace that we don't even understand because perhaps according to our eyesight, nothing has changed yet, but you have an assurance that he's on it. Uh, yeah. Amen? That God says, I got this. Don't worry. Just sit down somewhere. I, I got it. <laughs> Amen? He's either going to say that or he's going to say, let me tell you what to do. Go over here and talk to this person and tell them what you need. Remember like when he sent them to the donkey and said, go and tell them I have need of a place to have dinner. And the people said, right this way. So he's either going to give you some instructions or the reassurance that he's taking care of it. He knows when a miracle is needed and he doesn't have a problem performing a miracle on your behalf because you're his baby girl. Amen? It's wonderful what happens. When Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. And so 1 Timothy 2.1 says, First of all, come with supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks. Amen? That's all you need to do. So why are we praying? We're praying, first of all, for intimacy with God. Intimacy. Everybody say Intimacy. Romans 8.26 says, in a similar way, the Holy Spirit takes hold of us in our human frailty to empower us in our weakness. For example, at times when we don't even know how to pray or know the best things to ask for, the Holy Spirit rises up within us to supersede, super on our behalf. Please 
to God with emotional sighs too deep for words. And it says, God, the searcher of the heart, knows fully our longings. Yet he also understands the desires of the Spirit because the Holy Spirit passionately pleads before God for us, his holy ones, in perfect harmony with God's plan and our destiny. So we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives, for we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his designed purpose. For he knew all about us before we were born. And he destined us from the beginning to share the likeness of his son. Now let me break that down, because that's a lot. Basically, God gives us the desires of our heart. What does that really mean? When we are submitted to God, God gives us his desires. So he actually agrees with everything that we want. So our desires become his desires, and guess what? He is going to fulfill his desires. He is more determined to bless you than you are to be blessed, because when you walk in a blessed life, you make him look good, and it attracts other people to the kingdom. And so basically, he says, even when you don't know what to pray, I'm going to have the Holy Spirit pray for you, and I'm going to answer his request, which is actually what you really want. You just don't know it yet, because this is the desire that I have. just like my son, because you are my daughter, and I want you to look like your brother, Jesus Christ. How amazing is that? Amen? And then he goes on to say, who can separate you from the endless love of God's anointed one? Absolutely no one, for nothing in the universe has the power to diminish his love towards us. Trouble, pressure, problems are unable to come between us and heaven's love. What about persecutions, deprivations, dangers, and death threats? No, for they are all impotent to hinder omnipotent love. Are y'all ready to read your Bible yet? That sounds so juicy, doesn't it? <laughs> okay, moving on from intimacy. The next reason we pray is for instruction. It opens the door for conversation with God, where he now instructs us. Jeremiah 33, 3 says, Ask me, and I will tell you remarkable secrets you do not know about things to come. Why was Jesus always so cool, no matter what was going on? I believe it's from those morning conversations with God. God would say, okay, today they're going to try to stone you when you get to this place, but I'm going to make a path where you just walk on through it, and they won't even be able to see you. Okay, cool, done. Oh, you know what, today when you go over to the other side, this guy's going to come out. He's going to have millions of demons. You know what, they know you're coming, so they're already afraid. Don't worry about it. Okay, got it. He had conversations that prepared him for the day, that realigned him, that set him for the day. And some people in the world call it finding your center. <laughs> well, our center is Christ. He is the will of the will. Jesus, you're the center of my joy. Amen? He is our center. And so when we align ourselves with him first thing at the beginning of the day, nothing can rock us off our center. Amen? He says in Isaiah 30, 21, your own ears will hear him right behind you, a voice 
will say, this is the way you should go, whether to the right or rather to the left. So God is constantly your companion. Look at someone say, practice the presence of God. He is your constant companion. He is there to give you instruction on a dime. Amen? Go this way. Go that way. Don't talk to that person. Go over there and ask that person for direction. You'll be surprised. Just little things in the middle of your day that you go, wow, I did that. Wow, you know what happened? Wow! No surprise to God. He set it up for you. And when we're sensitive to his voice, he leads us into paths that unfold in favor and blessing. See, that is one of the outpourings of relationship. If I come to you and say, do me a favor, and you don't know me, you'll go, mm. Do me a favor, loan me a hundred dollars. Mm. I don't know you. But if I know you, you go, okay. Because I know where you live, I can come get my money. Try to get my little script done. And so I decided I wanted one of the major actresses to play in it. And I've done a couple of movies for her. You know, she calls me and goes, Mom, I want you to do that. Okay, fine, whatever. Can I use your house? Okay, fine, whatever. So I called her and said, How much will you charge me? She said, I can't charge you. I was like, Whoa! Because I know how much she charges everyone else. Relationship breeds favor. Amen? And you will be blessed. So relationship is very important. And then last but not least, not only do we pray for intimacy, not only do we pray for instruction, we pray for God's intervention. Amen? Um, Leviticus 22, 33 says, It was I who rescued you from the land of Egypt, that I might be your God. I am the Lord. Amen? God wants to work on your behalf. But you know, God is a gentleman. If you think you've got it under control, because you know we do that. Women. We're in survivor mode. Superwoman. I'm every woman. It's all in me. Oh, God help me. Yeah? We try to be all things to all people at all times, and we wear ourselves out. And God is saying, I didn't design you for that. I'm here. Talk to me. Let me help you with that. Let me intervene on your behalf. He's the one who renders justice for us. If you've been falsely accused, he's the one that will cause your righteousness to shine forth as the noonday sun. He is the author of vindication and justice and reconciliation. He will work on your behalf. Ask him to help you. Ask him to give you the power to see and know what to do in difficult situations. Look at Esther. I love the story of Esther. Before she went to see that king, she fasted and prayed for three days. She locked herself in to get strategies from heaven. And I believe that's exactly what she did. Because if I had put on my little best dress and gone there knowing I was about to be killed, and the king said, what do you want, baby, up to half the kingdom? I would have been like, they tried to kill her! <laughs> and Esther was cool as a cucumber. Oh, I just missed you. Can you come for dinner? I was like, really? Because God had given 
given her a heavenly divine strategy for moving the heart of the king to rise up in her defense and the defense of her people. And in the end, she got everything. Amen? She even got the household of her enemy. She even invited the enemy to dinner. She was not rocked at all because God had downloaded divine strategy. Sometimes we're so frantic. And really it's a lack of trust in God. I gotta deal with this. I gotta take care of this. No, you don't. God is saying, step aside, daughter. Let me handle that. I got this. So we go to him and we say, God, this is what's going on. I don't know what to do. He says, okay, don't do anything today. Tomorrow, you go talk to so-and-so. I would have already worked on his heart. It's all work time. Intervention. Amen? Why is he that interested in intervening for you? Because you are expensive. Do you know how expensive you are? Romans 8.34 said he gave his life for us. And even more than that, he has conquered death and is now risen, exalted, and enthroned by God at his right hand. So how could he possibly condemn you since he's constantly praying for your triumph? Do you know that Jesus is interceding for you constantly? That's all he's doing now. He's, you know, he's done with Savior mode. He's now in intercession mode. So he sits at the right hand of the Father, continually interceding for you. Because guess what? God still doesn't get unholiness. He cannot relate to it at all. Remember when he was talking to Moses? He said, I don't get these people. Why don't you just let me wipe them all out? I'll make some new people. I'll let you lead some new people. I mean, that's in God's mind. You know, I'm kind of like with God. I don't get it either, God. Just, just wipe them all out. <laughs> What's up with these people? They're crazy. What are they doing? And Jesus says, Dad, it's okay. I've been down there. The struggle is real. <laughs> so he's interceding for you. He's keeping God on his seat. He's keeping God from wiping us out because he just does not get unholiness. But Jesus says, the struggle is real, Dad. I know. I've been down there. It's okay. I covered this. You know, this is what I paid for because I get it. Jesus said, pray like this. Our Father, dwelling in the heavenly realms. Now see, that's powerful. Because the first thing he said is, rest assured he is your Father. Say, he is my daddy. My Abba daddy. And he is seated in heavenly places. So not only do you have a Father, You've got a sovereign father. I mean, like, your daddy is king. I mean, he's like lord of everything. Like, get to that in your mind. I remember going to uh, Ghana. The first time I went to Ghana, my parents were separated when I was a baby. And the first time I went to Ghana, I did not know how important my father was. And all I had to do was announce my last name and doors just flew open. I was like, well, this is fun. <laughs> wow. I didn't know I was important. And they would say, who is your father? And I'd say, my father is George Town. Oh. <laughs> and when you announce, my father is Abba Father God, the demons go, oh. <laughs> so just get that picture in your mind that your father is all powerful. He is everything. He is larger than large. He's major. He's like outside of the universe. 
manifest your kingdom realm and cause your every purpose to be fulfilled on earth just as it is fulfilled in heaven. We acknowledge you as our provider of all we need each day. He promises to give you daily bread. That's all you need, you know, because tomorrow's not promised. You ask him for a bunch of stuff, you might not even make tomorrow to see. Hello. That's just the reality of life here. Amen? He's got tomorrow covered. So live in the present. Live in the now. His name is I am, not I was, not I'm going to be. God is not worried about tomorrow. Tomorrow's already settled. The victory is guaranteed. Be present. Live in the moment of I am. Forgive us for our wrongs as we have done to, uh, we have done as we ourselves release forgiveness to those who have wronged. Remember, your your level of forgiveness is only as great as what you utilize. Yeah. Amen? Amen? If you give mercy, you get mercy. If you don't give mercy, you don't get mercy. Rescue us every time we face tribulation and set us free from evil. For you are the king who rules with power and glory forever. Our Father, who art in heaven, speaking of his sovereignty, his reign, Realize your identity, the sovereignty of your Father. Put your priorities in order. Let your kingdom come. We are here to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. We are here to model it so that others want to go there. We are ambassadors of Christ. We represent a heavenly kingdom. Amen? Let us walk in that fashion. Amen? So his will comes before our will. And when we are in alignment with his will, guess what happens? We get all the things that we desire too. He doesn't just give us what we need. He gives us what we want. Because he himself plants the desires in our heart. And when he agrees with himself, he fulfills his promise. Amen. The kingdom versus personal empires. Amen? Then, being daily dependent. He wants our dependency. You know, have you ever gotten to a place where you said, oh, I got everything settled. And then, <laughs> he goes, oh yeah, you don't need me anymore? I'll show you. <laughs> daily dependency. How quick we are to forget the giver when we get the gift. And then repentance, debt cancellation. We need to do that every day. You know, I don't know, we've gotten away from that these days of just making sure that we repent and keep our slates clean with God. Because there's little stuff that crops up. It's not just what you do sometimes, it's what you don't do. Amen? So just make sure your slate is always clean with Him. And then embrace the grace that He gives to obey Him. Amen? Because grace isn't just a salvation issue. Grace is the empowerment to do what he asks us to do. Amen? He gives us that grace. And when Paul says, take this suffering, he says, my grace is sufficient for you. The grace I give you on a daily basis will help you walk the way I've called you to walk. Submitting all to him. Acknowledging his power and his lordship. Never forget that he created us for relationship with himself. Everything else in life aligns itself with the quality of the relationship that we have with him. He then, we then become not only his children, but partners in his kingdom agenda. How cool is that? You're part of a major corporation called heaven. Amen? You've got a part to carry out. You've got a job assignment. Press into his heart and find out what that is. How do I glorify you where I am to cause others to hunger and thirst? You created me to be salt 
You created me to be light. And sometimes that doesn't mean doing anything major. Some days it's as simple as smiling at someone and you not knowing how desolate that person was and how that smile saved them from committing suicide. Perhaps you're in a line and somebody's being mean and you go, oh, I'm so sorry, you're having a hard day? And they just pour out all their woes, even though you're a stranger, because they feel they finally have permission to vent their pain. But they feel better afterwards because of you. Because of the Spirit of God inside of you that showed compassion. It's the little things. So just walk, just, just be. You are enough, as I said last night. On any given moment, you are enough in that moment to be a light, to be an instrument of God's hand. Amen? The closer the relationship, the greater level of favor, access to blessing, victory, and fulfillment of our purpose and our destiny. You see, a car is a car. Its purpose is ensured. But if it never turns on, it can't get to its destiny. Membership in heaven has its privileges. But you've got to, like my sister said, Susan said, you gotta utilize it. Amen. Amen? Amen? God doesn't have favorites. But I think in a way he does. <laughs> he gives us all equal opportunity to have access to him. But just like with Israel, there were some that thought they were entitled. And they ended up not getting much. But Joseph nurtured his relationship with his father. He pursued the heart of his father. And so he had his father's heart. It's up to you. What position you want to be in. In your daddy's heart. He's your daddy. Open access. The veil has been rent. You've got full entree into the throne room. To say, Daddy... You don't even have to say God. Jesus gave you permission to call him Daddy, our Father. He didn't say, God, pray this way, Heavenly God. He said, pray this way, our Father. Take it personally. Wrap yourself in that. That you have a Father that reigns over all, through all, and in all. And you 